Good morning, Ram Nation. Welcome into DNVR Rams Live, presented by High Plains Strains, the Northeastern Colorado dispensary, providing top quality cannabis and a wide variety of products. If you give them a visit, be sure to mention DNVR to take advantage of their deals. It's a Thursday morning, snowy Thursday morning, but the, the vibes are good here at DNVR as they always are. We've got a loaded show for you. I've got my main man, Andre Simone, here. The, regional draft expert to talk about Dallin Holker. I love that. Hey, I I think that's what should be on your business card. Could be. Amongst other things. I mean, you're a jack of all trades. The profile does say something draft. The Twitter profile does say something draft related. Do you ever, you're doing a live radio hit and they introduce you and read your Twitter profile verbatim. (laughs) Are you ever like, shit, I meant to update that five years ago. Yeah. I really wish you were. I had to take some personal like stuff this. out of that because I used to have like hip hop head and sneaker fans. Somebody was like, <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's into hip hop and sneakers. Yeah. Yes. And I'm just like, all right. Um. It's like, I don't know that I needed that. Whole... <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So good. We're also going to talk uh, the Mountain West Bowl slate, which I think deceptively, if you look at some of the conferences, the Mountain West has some of the more intriguing bowls mm-hmm. uh, going into this year, just in terms of. Not a ton of opt-outs. Um, you're going to get a lot of the star players playing, and there's just some weird yeah, storylines. So we'll get into that as well. And uh, obviously, we'll talk hoops power rankings, which we do every single week here. Damn straight. Uh, before we get into everything, I guess I just got to talk about this uh, Twitter drama from last night. I didn't even see it last night because when I'm off, I try to avoid some of the the chaos online as much as possible just because I already spend too much time on that website. Mm. But uh, damn straight. I, I guess, you know, the prime thing on Amazon came out. Obviously, the interaction between Jay Norvell and Deion Sanders was in that. Yep. Uh, that, you know, stirred up the whole conversation again online to mm-hmm. which uh, Kim Norvell responded to somebody. Um, I don't have the exact tweet, but basically called... Uh, Shadur a B implying he's a bitch for flexing after Jay had turned. Right. Uh, she can't do that. I mean, she's the, you know, the wife of the head coach. I mean, you got to represent the program. It's well known on this program that I love the Norbells. I love Kim. I think she's great. Uh, she's like me. She probably gets a little too emotional at times. And again, it's why there are certain times of the night where I just avoid being online <laughs> because I don't want to get spicy with people. I know I can. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's just a situation where, if you don't have something nice to say, it's best not to say it all, especially given the way this CSU-CU stuff has gone, going all the way back to September, which has just been a corny mess. Frankly, I think both sides have looked very dorky at times. I thought Jay's comments about Dion at the beginning were lame. I do think it was inspired more to spark his team, but obviously what he said fired up CU. I thought the way they handled it was corny. I think it's just been dorky from the the get-go. I don't think anybody has looked good in this entire instance. And I just think it's a situation where there's enough, there's enough to go on between CSU, CU and this this rivalry. Like <laughs> we, we don't need to stoke the flames anymore. It's already gonna be intense enough, especially on campus. So that's my two cents on it. Um, I'm not gonna make it this big dramatic thing. I think it's a rivalry. I think we all say things that we don't mean at times, but I also think that like, it's like a rivalry for real now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it, it's, <clears throat> I've kind of been poking fun at you guys for years. Like, just shut up with this stuff. You guys both benefit from each other's success. This year, I was like, wow. So this is what y'all have been talking about all this time, huh? 
it's a it's a real deal Holyfield. Also, advice to Kim: easier to get spicy on a podcast than it is on Twitter. Start your own podcast. I, might be a great idea. It's true. You can get a lot of shots at people in there. Just kind of throw them That's in so subtly. Great. They get lost in the mix. Oh, my what are you rants do? on Go the through AP. sixty minutes and oh, find right, it. I right, mean, yeah. like, <laughs> thanks for the views, buddy. I appreciate the podcast downloads. Use our codes, you know, when you do it. I think your take's kind of correct. Um, yeah, bit of a corny mess. It's been great for engagement. It's been lots of talk of Colorado and Colorado State, and that was an epic showdown, and I wish it was more about the epic showdown. Um, it was a great game. And was- just a, a reminder of the two people who probably handled it best, Travis Hunter, Henry Blackburn, a tremendous example for us all, and one that I will try to carry with me through the offseason. Easy for me to say when I'm really invested in the success of both teams. I just want college, everything to be awesome in this state because I know how fucking cool it is. So I hate when when the the actual performance on the field gets watered down by these kind of stories. It's also the content game, so I, I get it. Well, look, um, I mean, like, I don't, hey. I don't blame anybody that was talking about it last night. Frankly, it's juicy. Yeah, and it's I get it. Like it's it is newsworthy. Like, I understand why that people are talking about it. My whole thing is just that I talk football. I break down the action. I like to dive into the actual sport. I'm not really interested in the TMZification of college sports and trying to be first take. And like, we're going to blow this up for the next week. This is all we're going to talk about. We're going to act like this is the biggest deal. When in reality, three days from now, nobody's going to be thinking about it anymore. I'm sure it'll get brought up again as we get closer to the game next week. Yeah, I wouldn't surprise me if game day is back for it and all that, even in Fort Collins, which is going to be <laughs> oh it's going to be gosh. wild. Um, but I mean, it is a rivalry. If we have proved anything over the last six months, it is, in fact, a rivalry. I don't want to ever hear that it's not again. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think you're right on that. That's man. my two thoughts, but let's let's just get into it here. Let's talk about the big news for CSU football uh, in terms of actual football on the field, how their offense is going to be impacted next year by the loss of Dallin Holker. Uh, I want to get your perspective on how you view him at the next level, but just some numbers I want to point out here in terms of how big Holker was for the offense this past season. In 2022, the first year, that Norvell was in town. CSU tight ends combined. This was four tight ends. They combined for 21 total catches, 220 yards, one touchdown. Mm. In 2023, Holker by himself, 64 catches, three times the reception load of the entire CSU tight end stable, 767 yards, seven total touchdowns, led all uh, tight ends in the FBS in total receptions and receiving yards. I've already given my rant on the Mackey a million times. I'm not surprised that Brock Bowers won, just given his status across the country. It's a bad call. But my argument was that with how much time he missed, I felt like Holker deserved it. Yeah. Um, and honestly, had the Rams just eked out one or two more of those wins that they were oh so close to pulling out, he probably gets it. Yeah, I think the lack of... Team success probably hurt him. If you're a seven, eight win team, I think you probably get it, especially with the the big moment against Boise State. He performed well against Washington and CU yeah. in those, you know, power five games. So he obviously had a great season, you know, first team all Mountain West. He's been named a second team all American by essentially every outlet out there. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if you're not playing in a year in which there's arguably the most generational tight end prospect mm-hmm. that's ever lived, mm-hmm. you know, he probably takes home quite a bit of hardware. 
nevertheless, obviously going to be a guy that we're all very interested to see how he projects at the next level. One of the things that I talked about the other day, just this was kind of my gut reaction, having covered him and, and you know watched him all year. He is a great pass catcher. I think yep. he has a great understanding of the field. He's a lot like Kelsey in a sense where it's just like he just kind of gets open. He'll sink into an area where a DB and linebacker aren't. Yeah, that's great. You love all of that. I worry, though, just in terms of his draft status, he's not going to test through the roof. Like mm-hmm. he's not going to be the mm-hmm. most explosive guy. Yep. He's not going to run through the you know roof as 40 times. Not going to be anything yeah. to brag home about. As close to a four seven five as he can, but I'm guessing he'll be off ish by a by a yeah. undersized as well. He's undersized and he's 24 years old. I yeah. mean, he went yeah. on the two year mission at BYU, so that obviously impacts his timeline. I do think that he maybe could have benefited from coming back and just kind of putting a little bit more on tape as a run blocker. Um, that you know, that's really not his specialty. Mm-hmm. He's out there. He blocks, but it's it's not Trey McBride. You know, it's no. not. No. Kittle or something like mm. that. And I just worry that given he's not, you know, Kyle Pitts out there, he's not going to run a four or five. He's not going to jump through the roof. Right, right. And he's also not going to be a guy that you, you know, put out there to block and special teams and do gritty mm-hmm. type stuff. What's your role then as a 24 year old prospect? I feel like size wise, he's more of an H back type than yeah, a true that's right. pass catching tight end. But again, if you're an H back, you got to like make a living blocking. And maybe, you know, he spends the next six months honing it in and is like able to to kind of figure it out. Right. But at 24 years old, if you're an NFL GM, I think you look at him seventh round, late sixth round, maybe. Um, Tight ends are always tricky how the NFL sees them. Because, I mean, there are plenty of years where I see guys going in the third or fourth who I had an undrafted grade on, you know. And then guys who I might have thought were way higher just because of their combination of whatever, and we know how the draft is, injuries and what have you, knock you down. Um, Holker's really interesting. Sounds like you're a bit disappointed that he's left and you think he could have benefited from staying, which I think is probably a right read in that offense. What NFL evaluators are going to have to figure out is, is he that H-back? Think Andrew Beck, who former Bronco, former Texas Longhorn, has had a really nice season with the Texans in Houston, kind of been a nice little outlet for C.J. Stroud. Is he more Cole Turner, Jay's former uh, coach Norvell at Nevada, right? That's yeah. with uh, Jordan Love, Romeo Dubs. Cole Carson Turner, Strong. The, um, Loves Utah God State. Damn it all, yeah. They all blend together. Why dude. do I do? It's the it's the jersey colors. Yeah, then, yeah I get it. Carson Strong. Thank Similar you. vertical passing offenses, too. More of a receiving tight end. He's with the uh, commandos right now. The commanders, right yeah. And, you know, maybe not a stellar athlete. He's more of, like, a red zone weapon right now. The only thing is Cole Turner's, like, 6'7 and jumps through the roof. He's bigger, and that's what makes him. What it's really going to come down to, Dallin, is how much can he maximize that ability to kind of wiggle himself open in the seam, right? Which is what you highlighted. You're you're exactly right. It's the the east-west movement for a big guy is pretty good. Mm -hmm. The north-south... And this is blocking. This is straight line speed, explosiveness off the first step. That's where he's really going to have to hone in in the offseason and really work on that explosive testing because he's not super big and you just don't see a ton of pop if he's in line or even if he has a head of steam getting to the second level and really blocking and bearing guys. Um, guys can get into his inside shoulder, just kind of bullying him around. I think he's like 6'4", 235. He's listed yeah. at and 
when you're listed out there, it's usually a little generous, uh, right? Um, hands are great. Ability to use his body and shield guys off is fantastic. Production speaks for itself. And I've never, like, I've genuinely never heard a bad thing about Dallin. So I don't want this to be taken as me, like, trying to crap all over him or make it seem like he's not talented. I just no, argued absolutely. he should have been the Mackey winner. He, his impact for this CSU offense is huge, and his loss is massive for That's them. That's massive. That's massive. But just when you're, you know, trying to evaluate guys as draft prospects, you're trying to poke holes and you're trying to think, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's all about the margins. We talk about it all the time. And yeah. given that he is an older guy, given that, you know, he's not the rawest blocker in the world, as we're saying, mm -hmm. he's going to have to kind of prove some, some stuff here over the next six months, whether it's at, you know, various showcases, his pro day, yeah. all that type of stuff. Yeah. It's going to be big for him. How he tests is going to be huge. I think in terms of where he actually gets drafted, it's going to be massive. The advantage he has is when you stack up this class of tight ends going into this 2024 draft class. No, not everyone's declared yet. He's one of the more promising receiving well, The hands are legit. I mean, we saw it all year. And I mean, it's a passing league, so that's going to get some intrigue. Um, he is, for Kuiper, the sixth fullback H-back. And as you mentioned, I mean, you're going to have to figure some stuff out as a blocker to really justify that. I think he's going to be a nice rotational piece second third tight end with these expanded taxi um practice squads rather which is huge especially for it's, a guy like him big. when you have the right work ethic just get in an nfl camp work your way onto the roster and you never know like we see guys pan out all the time well and let's face it the injuries are so <clears throat> huge plentiful in the nfl that that 53 man roster is really like a 70 man roster and those guys on your practice squad by the time november december rolls around Plenty of guys might just emerge and have to be starters for you or like big rotational pieces, you know, because the injuries stacked up that way. Um, and Dallin's one of those guys where he went to the right situation, right offense. Like, you know, if you went to the Eagles, I could see them doing a lot. of. I do think fit will be stuff, huge for yeah. him because it's going to have to be a team that recognizes what he's great at. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he does have some areas where he needs to refine. There's always room for consistent pass catchers, though. Damn and for straight. a guy, you know, if you can be a red zone option, if you can be a guy that just moves the sticks. See, right. I mean, the Broncos could use a guy like Dallin right uh, now, just no on kidding. third down, keeping the, the sticks moving. No so I, I wish him nothing but the best. I'm rooting for him. I hope that I'm totally off and that an NFL team's like, nah, screw it. We know what to do with him. He's going to be consistent, a guy that we can target in the red zone, third down. We'll take him in the fourth, fifth round. I do think, though, that age, the, the testing and all of that yeah. is going to kind of factor against him. I mean, that's the thing about Trey McBride. Like, not only did he have the production, not only did he have it on film, not only was he a couple years younger than Dallin coming out, he tested through the roof. Like, that's a lot. In your, Trey's in, production, looking back, it's and we were saying this at the time, let's be clear, but what he did with Todd... Todd Santeo... Bless us all for having watched that man play quarterback. Bless him for giving it his all. Centeo at quarterback is insane. Absurd. So glad to see what Trey's doing. How much could Trey give him a bit of a bump, you know? Well, and that's the other thing, like, too. Don't it's... overlook that CSU production. Like, you you maybe did it once. Don't, don't make that mistake twice. That's a good point. But as... Di different different situations different, and different I mean talent size well and Trey is I just want like Dallin and, is great he was an all-conference tight end 
massive addition for the team. He's not Trey McBride. No. And that's fair to say. And I very was, few tight ends in the country are. 100%. Very few tight ends in the NFL, turns out, Point. are this year. I was at that senior bowl. Trey just, like, smacked every defender in one-on-ones, yeah. did his thing in blocking drills, did his thing on, like, 7-on-7, seven 11-on-11 seven, 11 11 in blocking. He was, like, just head and shoulders above the rest as a tight end at that showcase. So, I mean, Hulker's going to have to do stuff like that. He's, you know, like, so. legitimately the him and Kyler. They're, like, the faces of that Cardinals franchise right now. Oh, 100%. Like, that's what you build around moving 100%. forward. 100%. Yeah, no, he's... A, Hot commodity in uh, my dynasty leagues, no doubt. We're obviously pulling for Dallin. Uh, it's great to have Dre on here to get his perspective, chop it up as far as how he projects at the next level. Would, uh, we got some love in the comments yeah, section. Yeah, just loving on Oso Blanco. I appreciate him, man. Much appreciate love, guys. It. Much love to everybody. If you don't mind throwing the thumbs yes, up, I yes, appreciate everybody on. getting up <clears throat> nice and early with yeah. us on a cold morning. I want to talk to you guys real quick about the Circa resort and casino out in Las Vegas. It is the world's largest sports book. It's a three-story stadium-style operation. It takes 10 people just to operate the 78 million pixel screen. Food choices, legit. Stadium swim, the most legit place I've ever been in my life. The rooms yeah. are great. Yeah. I mean, it's it's luxury experience out in Vegas, which is what you want, because let's be real, some of those spots out there are real gnarly. Yeah. Not and if you want to see the Broncos early January, we've got the trip of trips. Go out there, book your ticket. It's not just, um, you know, you can get a discount on Circa Rooms. You can get our special tailgate tickets. You can get all their kind of uh, events that they're doing there related. It's access to their their stadium swim and all that stuff. And a watch it's party. Amazing, I mean, man. Yeah, and you get an party, annual exactly. diehard membership included. Yeah, that's true. Free sure. All that, man. So it's, it's huge. Elite, 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 elite. Gotta do that. Might be a nice little Christmas present. Perfect time. Holiday season is upon us. If you're heading out to Vegas, make sure you book your stay at the Circa Resort and Casino using the code DNBR20 for 20% off. Also, the Circa Sportsbook app is available for download in Colorado. Just download it at circasports.com. Circus sports bets can be made only while physically located in the state of Colorado. Must be 21 or older. All rights reserved. Circus Sports Colorado encourages you to gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER or visit problemgamblingcolorado.org. Uh, it's it's the time of year where it seems like everybody I know is getting sick. Uh, I had bronchitis for about three weeks. It was gnarly. Uh, my parents are sick right now. My brother's getting over a cold. Yeah. I know it's gone through the office too. It's gnarly, and you want to take care of yourself, especially with the holiday season coming up. Our next partner, AG1, they Bring are so key, yes. so key to our daily foundational uh, nutrition, which it all starts with setting a base. Right. You know, it's like stretching or working out or anything. You got to get that base foundation. Okay, you're going to guilt trip me. I got it. I got well, it. trust me, man. <laughs> I looked in the mirror when I got out of the shower this morning. We, we all have work to do. We all can improve ourselves, and that's what's great about AG1. You know, I wanted better gut health. I wanted a boost in my immune system. I think we've all just been a little more conscientious of that these last couple of years. I hate pills and vitamins. I'm not going to take 14 different shakes. Nobody's got time for that. I just don't. Yeah, no, it's true. And that's what's great. One scoop in my cup of water, bang, I'm done. Um, all great athletes have one thing in common. They take care of their bodies. A huge part of that starts with optimizing whole body health. A lot of them drink AG1. That's why I'm a huge fan. With every daily serving, I'm setting myself up with 75 high-quality ingredients that give me the daily nutrients and support energy, focus, strength, and clarity. 
all good things. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, try AG1, get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash rams. That's drinkag1.com slash rams to check it out. Boom. I love AG1. Uh, shout out. They sent us me a nice sweater a while back. It was very random. What? Yeah, it was, it's like white. I kind of look like Mr. Rogers in it. Dang, man. Um, bringing home the I don't goods. know. I, I know we've had some some turnover, actually, on the Rams. Some Rams fans have gotten into AG1, so maybe that's their way of, of showing some love. Uh, I certainly have nothing but love for them. I also have nothing but love for oh, bowl yeah. season. Um <laughs> So good. I get that it's not what it used to be. I, I fully understand that. Even in like 2007, 2008, like we watered it down so much because of the playoff. There's probably too many bowls, but honestly, yeah, they don't hurt anybody. They're in the daytime. Like they're for people that are unemployed or like me that are fortunate to get to do this for a living and have that be a part of what they do. You know, I'll be cranking out some written content while the Hawaii bowls on in the background or whatever. But it's nice to have on when you're just like lazing around with the fam. It's kind of kind of reminds me of like the stuff. bubble, you know, when it's uh -huh. just like a Tuesday, uh -huh. Wednesday. Oh, I got NHL and NBA yeah. action. Hell yeah. yeah, that's right. So I don't have to watch the the soap operas today. I do wonder how much of the bull resentment is that <clears throat> for gamblers, it's hard to keep up on who's out and who's in. Well, that's that's a huge problem, and I do think one way that. Like you almost get blindsided. Yeah, they need to find a way to incentivize these players, and in an NIL world, maybe it has to do with like financial compensation well, or something. And the, I mean, and the transfer portals really messing things up to where the time yeah. is, you got to kind of transfer well, out. That's the window. You can't play in your bowl and transfer. You got to do it ahead of time. And yeah, so that I mean, they got to figure that out. They have to for sure. We're going to start with uh, the New Mexico Bowl, which is what I was hoping the Rams would end up in. Fresno State taking on New Mexico State. New Mexico State led by head coach Jerry Krill. Uh, one of the cooler stories in sports, he's a guy who worked his way up to Minnesota, had to step down because he has epilepsy, unfortunately. Um, that's, that's been you know a factor throughout his career. But his, his turnaround in Las Cruces is, is quite something. Obviously, mm -hmm. the strength of schedule is not great yeah. when you're a WAC team. But... I think the fact that they're able to win down there, I don't know if you've ever been to Las Cruces, you know, they don't have the greatest resources at their disposal. <laughs> and, you know, it's certainly not going to Albuquerque or Santa Fe. I think they're a really tough team. Uh, Fresno State's in a tough spot. Uh, they're not going to have head coach Jeff Tedford, who had to step down for his own health reasons, wish him nothing the best. Um, little personal story, the, uh, the interim head coach, Tim Skipper, used to be the associate head coach for CSU football under Jim McElwain. He oh, so you know. is the reason I got hired by CSU football mm -hmm. indirectly jump-started my entire career. So I'm pulling for Fresno State hard because yeah. Tim Skipper is my guy. Tim's I got great. a lot of love for him. Really tough spot, though, if you're Fresno. I mean, you've been kind of shaky to, to close out the season. Uh, quarterback, I think Mikey Keene is going to play based on what I've read, which is which is big. But Yeah, how motivated are they? Yeah. What what um, are you playing for? Your three and a half point dogs. Like, do you want to end it on a high note? I got to assume that New Mexico State's going to have the the advantage in the stands. Yeah. Um, where I, you where you see this one? Three I and mean, a half points. That's why New Mexico State's the three and a half point favorite in this one. Um, and yeah, I just think they've got a little more motivation playing at home. You know, pretty important season for them. There wasn't that letdown that Fresno had, which. 
I think skews a bit. It was still a half decent season. I just think the expectations coming off last year and how well they started. I mean, the fact that they were able to, they started so much better than expected given what they lost. So like realistically, how they finished was probably a more accurate representation of what that team was. You got hot early. You beat a couple of power five teams that weren't great, but still true, true road P5 wins are nothing to scoff at. This is in two days. I'm surprised we haven't seen more movement and that this line hasn't skewed a little more towards Fresno, who's the easier name brand, and I could see more public money going on. So I might wait till day of to take New Mexico State, see if I can eke a point, a half point out of this with some movement towards Fresno. But yeah, I think that's the smarter play right here. Well, if I made you take one today, though, three and a half. Definitely New Mexico. Definitely New Mexico State. Yeah. I'm going to take Fresno, but again, for, for sake Tim- of honesty, Tim Skipper's my guy, and yeah, I need you guys you to go. know that. That's right. Um, we got a question here from Evan Hodson Music. I assume no, but any word on Tory Horton returning? No update as of yet. Hope that comes soon. Um, I've had some people ask, does Holker's decision impact that? I don't really think so. Um it's really going to come down to what type of evaluation him and the staff are getting. You're able to do it through the NFL. Uh, I think it's draft evaluation committee or something, what it's uh-huh. called, where you're, you know, the, the underage prospects or the early declarees are able to get uh, a realistic sense of where NFL teams view them. Yeah. If he's projected like fourth to six, I think there's a pretty good chance he comes back. If he's projected, you know, second, or third second, or third, or higher, I think obviously. you got to go, like, which there's just too much money at stake. The benefit is that he's only 21 years old, a very just turned 21 after the season. So a young 21, um, the need to get to the league isn't quite the same as it is for some other guys. And I think if he came back and had another monster season, put a bunch of contested catches on film, you know, three straight thousand yard seasons doing everything he's done. I think he's athletic enough, especially with what he's able to do in the open field to potentially like play his way into the second late first round under the right circumstances. I do too. It's, we all know, though, it's a, it's a risk-reward, you know? And it's one of those, yes, you could play your way into the first. You could also get hurt. It's just it's such yeah. a tough call. It's just how stacked this wide receiver class is and the injuries, you know? Because he is... He got beat up this year, and he took some right. shots. There were actually some times I felt like schematically, I was like, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Like, don't put him in the middle. Don't have him take that shot. It's not 100%. necessary. Um I think his toughness was one of the the biggest takeaways from this season. Yep. Like I knew he was a damn good receiver. I knew he was athletic as hell. The fact that he didn't miss any games, didn't finish a couple of games because crazy. he got blew up. But yeah. the fact that he didn't miss a single game is a testament to just his mentality. And like, there are so many guys, you know, Jay talked about that all season, just with, you know, so many receivers. Yes, they have all the talent and, but they're kind of like sports cars where it's, Oh, this one little thing's off. You can't go. I've joked all year that Horton's like a 92 Civic. 300,000 miles, the right door's banked in. But guess what? I'm driving that thing 600 miles on this road trip, and it's going to get there because he's just dependable. Yeah, I mean, he has some really high-end traits, though. You well, know? that's, yeah, that's that's the, he's that's the, the Civic, but... He just has to be 100% to yeah. run that 4-3, four, 4-4 four, four that, I mean, I think he's going to run. 
I mean, he ran the fastest chasing down uh, Shiloh Sanders, I think, um, on the interception in the RMS was the fastest recorded time Just by any college football player all season. Yeah. So, I mean, no, the dude's he's got, got wheels. wheels for days. Yeah. And honestly, I think the profile is very similar to Stefan Diggs coming out of Maryland. Um, I'm so glad you said Yes. I, I, I thought that. I don't think he's a shithead like Diggs. Was, but no, that's, yeah. You don't have to worry about all the crap. Um, I like Fresno State. He likes New Mexico State. We got a little sidetrack there. Uh, Boise State versus US, UCLA in the LA Bowl. Yeah. Neither team has their quarterback. Um, no. Portal, Portal Town, USA over here. CJ Tiller, you have in your notes, freshman starting quarterback for Boise. First career start. They do have Genty, though. He is going to play. Genty play. What happened to the other guy that they were rotating with Taylor Green? Madsen, he's hurt. He's out for the year. Oh, and Taylor Green's going to Arkansas. I hate that. Genty will play. As, as far as I've read that he's going to play. And because he's returning, he's not leaving. And I assume guys like Latu and some of the better defenders UCLA yeah. has won't be playing. Boise uh, is hot right now. I know. I just like, I hate gambling on this freshman quarterback. I, I don't love so, it. They, they've, I don't know. I mean, they, they were good and yet they kind of stunk this. But can year. you get, can you get 130 yards and two touchdowns, two to three TDs out of Genty? Against this UCLA front, which is not going to be whole. How how into this game is UCLA? I think Boise, especially given that UCLA is kind of one of those programs that's kind of turned down, turned their nose up at Boise. Like UCLA is one of those teams, Cal, that like would have scoffed at the idea of Boise joining the Pac-12 because they're not, you know, the academics. I think if you're Boise, you go into this one really looking at, at it as an opportunity to make a statement. Um they played well under Spencer Danielson, but I'm gonna go Boise outright money line plus 160, wow. just because I think GNT, given the the holdouts and Latu and these guys not playing, GNT is the best player on the field. Yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna go with that. I just think they're the hotter team, more motivated, and I'm gonna go with them. This is a tough. I mean, it's oh, I again, hate it, these though. bulls when you don't know. It, man. I haven't seen either quarterback. Like, well, and I could tell you, I, I saw the two quarterbacks from Boise that started over this kid. They were not good. That's so I, I doubt this guy's like the next Dan Marino. <laughs> you know, he's gonna come out and just rip it up. I'm not now. sure he's the he's Arch Manning even. Latu's a stud. He would look good in the orange and blue. Latu's a boost. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm into that. Keep Shout out to Evan as well. Digging the orange vibes. It's one of those days, man. Got the got the car heart on. It feels very Fort Collins. Wrecking or rocking the orange for Breck brew. The homies. I mean, it's it's what we do. Yeah, I asked you if you were having an ag day when I saw you. Ag day is a state of mind. Right, right. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt, no doubt. Air Force two and a half point un, uh, underdogs in the Armed Forces Bowl against James Madison. Best bowl we're talking about. Really fun one, but also a hard one because again, like it's you've got James Madison who just lost their coach. You've yeah. got Air Force who yeah. started eight and zero, then lost four straight Both to close hard. the season. They've been injured. You don't know who's all going to play. Um, at the same time, I almost I think I kind of just trust Air Force to figure this out. Like I feel mm -hmm. like we've gone too far the other way now, where it's all right. Calhoun has a month to figure this out. They've still got veterans. I, I assume they're going to get Larry or back at QB because he was close to being back at the end of the regular season. Yeah, they've got more, nothing to lose. They're not being poached by the portal. They're not having guys sit out. 
because it's Air Force. It's just different. They're going to play. So plus 114, I like that value. Um, I certainly like them to cover the two and a half, though. Yeah, Air Force outright. And if we like Air Force, we like the under 41? Yes. Because they need that defense to look like they played at the beginning. If you let James Madison move the ball, and that's an offense that can move the ball on you. Trouble. Uh, We'll see. Okay. Love it. We've got Utah State versus Georgia State in the Idaho Potato Bowl. Levi Williams will be starting for Utah State. He had a dramatic game-winning rushing touchdown against New Mexico. They should have lost that game. They shouldn't even be in a bowl. Um, But kudos to them. You know, Unlike CSU, they were able to pull it out with their backs against the wall. You play to win the games. They won theirs. I'm not going to make excuses. What a crazy team. This is the toughest one for me because Utah State's been all over the place all year, Um, especially with no Cooper Laga out there. I assume they're going to try and lean on the ground game, but what made Utah State dangerous was the ability to stretch the field with all that speed on the outside. Yeah. Utah State is what the Atlanta Falcons are for me in the NFL. They are the do not bet team just like stay away they're gonna they're gonna screw me no matter what i do if i'm on them they're losing if i'm off them that's so spot on fantasy too it's a not it's a no win uh and i'll go georgia state but don't you dare bet my utah Um, state i'm i'm going georgia state as well um but uh we shall see um San Jose State, 10-point favorites against Coastal Carolina in the Hawaii Bowl. Chevin Cordero going back to Hawaii where he played his first couple of seasons. He's been great for San Jose State. Their turnaround has been quite remarkable. That's huge. Uh, Give me San Jose State. I think they win this game big. Just all the vibes. Um, Brennan as well is is related. Their head coach is 10-point favorites to Coastal. Yeah. You're taking the 10. Uh, I think San Jose State... I might even buy a couple points. I think this is a I think this is a murder. I like the over as well, over 53 and a half. Um yeah, yeah, fine. McCall take, entered the portal. Yeah, like this no, coastal no. team's just um, in a weird spot. Yeah, Cordero playing is is huge. So yes. I'm in on in Hawaii too. Like yeah. just the vibes. The vibes all are are in Hawaii's direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When um, you're in Hawaii as a team and you've got someone who's kind of got Got some hosting chops. That changes everything. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a home up. game for yeah. San Jose yeah. State. It's yeah. why they put them in it. Yeah. UNLV versus Kansas is not a game that many people across the country will be paying attention to. Actually, maybe so, just because they're fun stories. But no, this isn't a basketball game that we're interested in. UNLV, 12 and a half point dogs against Kansas. Uh, I don't have this in the notes, but UNLV lost their quarterback to the portal, Jordan Maeva. Uh, who's really, really encouraging, um, good athlete, killed CSU. Do we know what quarterback's starting for Kansas? That's really the question. <laughs> it's been They've started three different guys. Their third stringer covered the spread against Kansas State. Um, I like the under. I don't think either of these teams are bringing their A game. 64 and a half is crazy. It's too high. Uh, when we we definitely know one starting quarterback's not there and we might not have the other. I think UNLV's scrappy. I think they come in this with some motivation uh, to kind of like close, top off this season with a good note, and they cover the 12 and a half. Give me the running Rebels. I'm with you. I like UNLV to cover. Um, I think it's... I'm, I assume it's Doug Brumfield starting at quarterback for UNLV if Maeva's in the portal. 
I'll have to verify that. Um, but yeah, I, I like them to cover the 12 and a half. I think they run the ball well under Barry Odom. Defensively, they kind of established an identity there. So it'll be a fun one. Um, maybe worth throwing a few dollars on the UNLV money line just because mm-hmm. if you're like, how into this game is Kansas after, you know, kind of their run last year? Mm-hmm. Uh, we shall see. Last bull, uh, it's Cowboy rides away after this one. Craig Bull's final game as a Wyoming Cowboy Indeed. announced kind of unceremoniously last Wednesday, and then we had to react on the fly. Uh, it d- does sound like the decision to promote Jay Sawville, the defensive coordinator, was not quite as rushed as it seemed to me in the moment, or at least that's the narrative that's being sold. Who knows if that's true or not? But- was it more of they were worried he was going to get poached and CB stepped down maybe a year early to be like, hey, I think that was part of it. I think the trying to keep the continuity. Yeah. I mean, it's a tough spot in Laramie. You know, you're not, it's not the easiest sell recruiting wise. You're not going to just feast in the portal like some of these other programs are. Although it's a perfect example of like so many guys making decisions based on brand names and stuff. You want to go to the NFL? Craig Bull is a pretty good coach to play for. Totally. And I mean, Honestly, I think that campus is awesome. The it location is, is awesome. A good college town. You're into the outdoors. It's really cool. The stadium's really cool. It's it's remote, but you know, I mean, I went to school in Gunnison, beautiful and all those selling points and super remote, you know. Like, well, it just depends I, I, on what you're into. I get like, the experience, you know, and there's all it's a you know, there's way more students than there are in Gunnison. So you can kind of figure out what to do internally and mingle a bit more. Um yeah, man, I'm really intrigued to see what Wyoming is able to do this game and beyond. The line tells you everything. Because what are the records? Eight and, f- eight and four versus 11 and one, right? Yep. And yet Wyoming's a three-point favorite? Yeah. Don't need the scouting reports. Don't need the injury reports. The line has told me everything I know. Thank you very much. I will take the three points and the pokes and move on with my day. Yeah, I'll take Wyoming outright as well. I just and to cover. I just think um, that team's going to play hard for Craig Bull. They yep. got a veteran yep. qu- quarterback in Peasley. Right. It's right. a good spot to be in. It's a great spot um, to be in, man. And nothing I, but respect for Craig Bull either. By the way, uh, tip of the tip of the hat to the old cowboy. He was always awesome to me. And frankly, as a CSU guy, thank God he's finally stepping down because dude has owned the Rams. And I say that with nothing but respect. Um, Breckenridge Brewery. I'm wrapping them on my hat. They've been a longtime partner. There's no yeah. better way of doing anything, you know, watching a game, working on the car, taking a shower, as we talked about last week. Do it oh, with right, a Breck right. brew in hand. What's your what's your go-to Breck brew right now? What are you feeling well, these days? Right now I'm a I'm a peach guy. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. The my sisters brought it into the house, the Palisade Peach. Um, and uh it's just stock. I like that. I'm going to the Western Slope next week. I'm a big, very nice. You know, like I like Laramie. I like the Western Slope. I'm a, I'm, I'm a redneck at heart. Let's just be real. Uh, check out the Colorado, Breck Beer locator man. at breckbrew.com. Find a brew near you. I also, of course, got to shout out the premier dispensary of northeastern Colorado. It doesn't get any better than High Plains strains. Guys, they've got an awesome deal on flour, high potency concentrates, infused edibles whatever you need. And it's super convenient. You can order online at highplanestrains.com. They've got drive throughs which you can pick up at any of their three convenient locations, one in Log Lane Village, one in Garden City, one in Sedgwick. 
make sure you use the code DNVR or mention DNVR in stores uh, for a full ounce for 80 bucks, uh, Veritas 8th for 25, Mammoth 1 gram cartridges 15, Exquisite Extracts 4 for 40. One more time, use that code DNVR online or mention DNVR to take advantage of these high plane strains deals. Finally, another longtime partner, Shady Rays. They make a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair, but you don't have to break the bank to look good, which we love. They're the best, man. I love all the styles they offer. You know, you hold it in your hand. It's a real, like, sturdy sunglass. It's not some piece of junk you bought from the gas station. I've dropped several of my pairs, and they clean up real nicely. You know, I've got a kid. So, I mean, stuff stuff happens. Stuff happens. Um, I can leave them in the car. They're not going to... Oh, now I come in the car two days later, and they got frozen and broken off. They've got, you know, just a great team behind them. Their replacement um, and refund uh, deals are awesome. But what I really love, it's the styles... It's the quality, the quality of the lenses as well. It's a designer glass at like a third of the price. And then on top of that, our amazing deal when you use our code DMVR. Tell them, J. Mike. When you use our code Shady Rays, they'll give you the best deal of the season. Just go to their website and you can get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. I would rate Dre five stars. And I think a quarter of a million brother. people would as well. Wow. Let's talk Mountain West hoops power rankings before we get out of here. Oh, yeah. Uh, not going to try not to drag on too long. Not a ton of movement this week, but a little bit, especially after last night. We'll start at the bottom. We'll work our way to the top. At the bottom, uh, we've got Fresno State at 11, Air Force at 10. These are just programs that don't really support basketball, unfortunately. Um, it's all about football there. It is what it is, as I joked last week. They don't even want me to talk Fresno hoops on the the Fresno airwaves. That was a great story. Very telling. Um, Still not a single team in the conference with a below 500 record. Great start. Really great start. Uh, Air Force has not played anyone. They're sitting there at seven and three. So, you know, I think you could make the argument that just record wise, they should be a little bit higher than they are. But I mean, they... When you dive into the metrics, it's like not only have they not played a top 100 team, they haven't even played like a top 200 team. It's been yeah, it's tough. It's been a rough schedule, and I think it's going to be a, a rough experience for them come league play. I've got San Jose State at six and five at number nine. I buy into Tim Miles. That's why I would put them over Air Force, despite having a worse record. They have played stiffer competition. Mm-hmm. I think they have higher uh, caliber uh, guard play. I think they're going to be able to score a little bit easier. This one's fun. At eight, UNLV, mm-hmm. when I filled this out last night, when I originally sent it to you, I had them dead last. And then they beat Creighton by double digits, which somehow the Mountain West beating a top 10 team is going to end up being bad for CSU. It's going to be bad, yeah. Uh, but sucks. this UNLV team, it's it's hard to judge. I mean, they've got both uh, Boone brothers are eligible now that this two-year thing has happened. We'll see mm-hmm. if that holds up. But uh, they mm-hmm. certainly looked more versatile offensively last night maybe saved Kevin Kruger's job with this win because they'd already lost to Southern. Like, it it was looking bad. Massive, massive win. And yeah, ultimately, it might hurt the Rams a smidge, but great weekend where, you know, Buffs have a big win. Huskies have a big win. You know, that really helps. It's a good, yeah, it's a good point. I mean, Washington beating Gonzaga helps a lot. CU dominating Miami, which, by the way, 
AP poll, guys, it is imperfect. I am really glad uh, that the Rams stayed in the top 20. I felt like that was a tip of the the cap of respect to CSU despite losing at home to St. Mary's. Historically, they had never kept their standing in the top 25 with the loss. They always fall out. The Mountain West as a whole, that really usually happens. So I thought that was huge. At the same time, watching CU absolutely curb stomp Miami and then have Miami come in in the rankings over them literally 24 hours later. Insane. It's an example of why it's a flawed mm-hmm. process and we don't want to wrap our entire identity up in it. Yes. It matters. Great but point. at the end of the day, we're playing for March, not for AP rankings, which have nothing to do with NCAA tournament seating, the conference tournament. Like at the end of the day, it's just a, it's a nice little feather in your cap, but it doesn't mean a whole lot. For sure. And the Rams schedule speaks for itself. We don't need the AP to tell us. No, that. and that, that's a good point. I mean, the, they have had the best start in the league credit CSU credit, San Diego state, Boise state for really scheduling up. Um, we'll get to Boise here in a sec. Wyoming six and three coming off of a nice win over Stephen F. Austin. It's a young team, but mm-hmm. it's much more connected. Jeff Linder will have this team playing good basketball, you know, come March. I think they're going to be frisky. Uh, but I, I would put Wyoming essentially like as the top of the the worst tier of teams in the league. Yeah. And 4-0 at home. So which and Laramie is always going to be a tough place to play, which mm-hmm. is that's a big factor in the Mountain West. Home court advantage is huge. Boise State at seven and three. I've got them at sixth. I think their upside is huge. I mean, Ogbo, Hart, Rice, that's a veteran presence. They've got a lot of size in the post. They can score. Um, they have played a tough schedule and they don't have a bad loss yet, mm-hmm. which is huge. And they're kind of coming on here. But, you know, they do have the losses. So I have them just kind of below these other teams here, despite the fact that a month from now, I could see them being like third, second. <sighs> It's going to be intriguing. That's a fun team to watch right there. Six spots. Interesting. Not as interesting as your fifth spot. We got Do you feel a little vindicated that they dropped out of the top 25 when you, you weren't overrating them them last week. Yeah. Look, I, because I have so much respect for that program because they're going to play good defense because they have great athletes. I mean, Jason Lady is a freak. Mm -hmm. They're going to be in the top three by the end of the season. I will say, though, they're flawed, and they struggle to score at times. Uh, they should have lost to UC Irvine the other night. They were down five with a minute left, and then UC Irvine missed two free throws. They had a backcourt violation. Like, literally Yikes. could not have handed yeah, the game yeah. away any more yeah. than they did, um, and that was coming off of a loss at Grand Canyon. Both of their losses are true road losses in hostile environments. GCU and BYU, those are tough places to play. Yeah. I'm not really that worried about San Diego State, but you can see, you know, they are a step down from what they were last year. The shot making's not quite there. The depth yep. isn't quite what it was. Them and Boise, though, two of the more intriguing teams in the league to watch and like take them seriously because come January. Yeah, they're they're going to be factors when they, we're playing the games that truly matter. Uh, Utah State, I've got them at four because of this 10 and one start. They have not played quite as impressive of, of a schedule as, you know, these other teams at the top. But the fact that they've been able to win 10 of the first 11 with a new coach and an entire new team, that's, again, you know, that's a a great start and a tough place to play. Home court is going to be a big factor for them and Logan. Yeah, and for example, some common opponents like UC Irvine, they handled them one by 10, you know, like, um, you know, I mean, their schedule is not terrible. Utah State... Keep an eye on them. A little frisky. And yeah. it's, you know, it's imperfect. Frisky like, for real. Do I think San Diego State would beat Utah State if they played head-to-head? Yeah, probably. But that's not what I'm saying. You know, we're, we're looking at the big picture here. Yeah. 
I've got Nevada falling from two to three this week. Nevada seven and one. They lost by 20 to a good Drake team on a neutral court. Did respond uh, against a deceptively frisky uh, Weber State team that will probably win their league um, or at least be in the mix. Mm -hmm. They're really athletic. Uh, They're well coached under Alford. This is a team you got to take seriously. But I I put New Mexico at two just because I've been really impressed with their young guys, man. They're freshmen or their leading scorers right now. And Jalen House, their their star point guard, is finally healthy and kind of figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Look out, man. Richard Patino at UNM, there was a hire that I was kind of skeptical of. I'll eat it, man. I was wrong. I was dead wrong. He's recruiting well. The community's fully bought in again. They've got a good staff. Shout out to my guy, Aaron Katsuma, who left CSU to be an assistant coach on their staff. Uh, they've won eight straight, five of those games by 10-plus points. It's pretty incredible, man. And I mean... This top four is super fun, and I feel like there's some carryover from the football season where we were like, it's not just the same names at the top, you know? Like, we've, we're mixing it up. There are some fun programs that are doing it the right way and building some intriguing teams here. Well, the parity is nice. Uh-huh. I think, I mean, you've got five teams in the top 75 uh, of, of net rankings, which is big, or in Kempom as well. Yeah, and I mean, your top four, all of them sporting just one loss. Which is huge. And yeah. I do think that San Diego State's run to the national title game last year kind of validated the, the league a little bit. After, right. You know, they had struggled right. in the NCAA tournament. That was kind of a thing, you know. Oh, it's kind of fool's gold. This time around, it feels like the country's really kind of taking the Mountain West Teams like CSU, New Mexico, seriously. Yes. Well, and I mean, the track record for teams like the Rams is huge, you know. Well, it helps, yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they've been great under Medved these last couple of years. They've been really talented, been in some high-level games. Yeah, Um, I mean, sent guys to the league. I mean, the whole shebang. And Roddy's doing his thing, by the way. Starting for the Grizzlies right now. They're hurt. Obviously, the John Morant situation, it's wonky. It's not going to be a fun year for them, but he's getting really, really valuable experience. You love to see it. Our guys, man, DMVR guys could Love not have been better to us during their time. I'll be rooting for them forever. A shout out to CSU, who remains at number one in our power rankings. Love to see it. Love to see what this program has accomplished. Need to need to avoid any more slip-ups before we get to the league slate, because then you start, you know, against New Mexico and you play bo- go to Boise early on. Like it's it's gonna be a gauntlet oh, come yeah. conference play. You just hate losing at Moby. It's a tough one. Metric-wise, it was the one to lose out yeah. of these last four, yeah. and you can afford it given that you beat CU, Washington, Creighton, Boston right. College. And but yeah, you can't lose at home. More of that broad perspective, which is what I try to bring. Going into that game as a better, if I didn't know much about either team, like, let's say I didn't do a weekly Rams pod with you, yeah. who, you know, filling me in on everything and everything that's going down in FOCO, I would have said this is a great spot for St. Mary's. Like, oh, the season isn't on the line, but like the non-conference was kind of on the line. Like this was a team coming into the season ranked 23rd. It's the one team in that league that's been able to compete with Gonzaga. Like this, they got this picked to win the league this year team, over. Man, and you come down to in a game where you really didn't play your best, no. where you've got some injuries and they played some a plus level defense. And you have two great shots. Two good shots, at least, right? Yeah, so, you can't. It it sucks, right? Like, we had all this momentum riding high coming oh, they'd be into a, they'd that be a game. a top-ten team, which would have been fun. And that would have been, like, such an awesome scalp to have going into this week, yeah. going into this month where things really cool off. 
and you can get healthy and just like get ready to go into conference play, it's a bummer. But as you said, from just like, if you have more of a better overview and perspective, it was the one to lose. It happens. It was a great spot for St. Mary's and a tough spot for the Rams and still right there. I mean, you're not going to go 31 and 0. One team ever has gone undefeated in college basketball. One. So, you know, the, the loss was going to happen at some point. Yeah. Wish it wouldn't have happened at home. Got a. You're saying they're not Bob Knight's Hoosiers. That's and Isaiah happens. Stevens is not another Isaiah. Well, it's what Medved joked. He's like, I guess we're not going to be the 76 Hoosiers. You know, like it's, it happens. Um, Ball knowers. At the same time, like we have seen what this team is capable of. They right. have won in a variety of ways. They've won at home. They've won on the road. They have high level point guard. They have a variety of guys that can score and they can post up on you. Like all of these are things that are going to favor in CSU's uh, way come NCAA tournament time. Got to keep the consistency. It's a battle of attrition at this point. You know, they've got to deal with some injuries here in the rotation. Yeah. But I mean, they're well coached and just enjoy their ride. Like it's fun. I, this this break though is, has come at a perfect time. The, the Rams needed to have the, the eight days off in between games. Oh, God. What you a got great CSU time. Pueblo at home on yes, Sunday. Yes. Opportunity to knock on wood, hopefully, you know, kick the crap out of them, get, yeah, get the yeah, vibes yeah, right. Yeah, come on. And then Friday night, a deceptively, you know, tr uh, tricky game at Santa Clara. And we'll see what happens there. Tricky, deceptive. Happy holidays, my brother. Happy holidays to you as well. Always Happy holidays to, to everybody in the comment section. Uh, I appreciate the, the engagement constantly. I appreciate that we have so much fun stuff to talk about. Hope you stay warm. Shout out to my guy, Yeah, here behind the sticks, always doing his thing for us. Uh, it's actually a trip to uh, LMU, not Santa Clara, by the way, um, on Friday night, another WCC opponent, same difference. Always proud to be. Much love, y'all. Peace. Thank you.